Hey, what's up guys? This is Carmela, and today we're going to cover IT Chapter 2. The first half of this episode will be spoiler-free, and the second half will be spoiler-filled. So if you haven't seen IT Chapter 2, go see it, and if you want to listen to spoilers, then be my guest. <laughs> and so let's get to it. Watch with sound! What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Watch With Sound. I'm Josh Sandicho, and with me is... Carmela Ocampo. And if you didn't hear from the intro, we're doing IT Chapter 2. This part being spoiler-free, and the other half of this podcast will be spoiler-filled. So, as a spoiler-free insight, Carmela, what did you think of IT Chapter 2? I thought IT Chapter 2 was okay. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't didn't live up to the first one for sure. Oh yeah. Um, but it was like I still had fun, and there was definitely a lot more jump scares. I think, in my opinion, than the first one. But you know, quantity does not always mean quality. <laughs> so um, yeah, there was not too much like tension. Like it wasn't really scary, in my opinion. Even though I like jump, but it was you know that's what jump scares do. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, the plot was, like, not... It was okay. It was... It got pretty messy in the middle, and the ending was, like, almost just fan service, really. And it wasn't as, like, emotionally impactful, I'd say, as the first one. Um, but yeah, what did you think, Josh? I thought it was it was fine. I don't think it was anything crazy. Um, it was definitely entertaining, even with the runtime of two hours and like 49 minutes. Dude. Pretty much three hours. Yeah. I didn't think it felt like three hours because I was pretty enticed with the movie and what was happening in it. But comparatively to in the first one, um, it does not match up. <laughs> um, I think it's crazy that it had this long runtime and still sort of lost its, you know, like its structure within the movie, even with having such so much time to like repair it or like you know to work with to develop it yeah it was weird that like this one felt somewhat kind of rushed even with it having a long run time but it nonetheless it's definitely entertaining it's definitely enjoyable um uh i'm gonna get into the problems later (laughs) but like uh, it was fine i thought it was okay it's definitely you could it's definitely something you should watch so you think it's worth the watch if you've seen the first one? Yeah, I think so. It's a good uh, conclusion to the first one, and I think it's a good service to uh, to the conclusion. It's not the best service, but it's still a service, and it still um, delivers that feeling of like, okay, it's over kind of a thing. For sure. Honestly, I mean, I feel like you really don't have to watch it. If you, like, want it, just, like, a continuation, I guess, from the first one. You can watch it, but um, I would personally be fine with just watching the first one as like a set piece in itself. I don't know. That's how. That's just how. Damn, Carmela's just a hater. <laughs> I'm not hating. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's like not necessary. If anything, I wouldn't pay to see it. I'd wait till it comes out. Honestly, hater. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so with that. We're going to get into the spoiler-filled territory. So if you haven't watched it yet, don't listen to it. If you want to listen to it just to listen to it, go ahead. But 
Here we go. It chapter two. All right. So if you're at this point of the podcast, get ready for some spoils. Um, it chapter two, directed by Andreas Moschietti, stars Jessica Chastain, Bill Hader, Bill Skarsgård, and Jay Ryan. Carmela, what do you think of it chapter two? No holds barred. What do you think? Okay, I thought. First of all, the casting was on point. Between, Definitely on between, point. like, yeah, the adults and the kids. Like, holy shit, whoever that casting director was, they, like, they did a really good job. Um, especially with, like, Jessica Chastain. Perfect. And Bill Hader. The, Bill Hader. Perfect. And honestly, the kid, or the guy, what's his name? Jay Ryan? The kid who was, was fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I was like, the likeness of everyone was great. It was like, uncanny um james mcavoy was good too but at the same time james mcavoy is a great actor so yeah, he could honestly exactly. just do whoever yeah that's so why he, i didn't even like mention him. yeah because it's like, like he's a jack of all trades really. he's gonna be good at in like any role like yeah. you know he's gonna be good in any role he's been he's put in um yeah it was really cool seeing how the characteristics of the kids translated into them as adults it was cool and sad yeah because like for example Jessica Chastain's character, Beverly, um, you know, she basically enters, like, another abusive relationship because that's pretty much all she knew her whole life. Um, and then Bill Hader's character, what's his name, Richie? Mm-hmm. Um, he becomes, like, a stand-up comedian because he's, funny, like, the yeah. jokester or whatever. Um, and then Eddie... Oh, shit, I don't know the actor who plays him, but... Yeah, sorry about that. Um... But yeah, he's just still like this nervous, like, you know, germaphobe yeah. <laughs> who basically married his mother. Yeah. No, actually, <laughs> yeah. that's funny you said that because the actor who played his mother is actually the actor that plays his wife. <laughs> yeah. So he literally married his mother because of the same actor. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, the beginning was very, very graphic, very like hit the pedal to the metal with like oh, the yeah. gay assault, like assaulting the gay per- uh, the couple. Um, them them throwing over the river and everything like that. It was like very very like strong, violent start. Um, apparently that event uh, was inspired by a true event that someone actually got beaten up, died, and then was thrown into the river. river. Yeah, really? exactly that happening. Yeah, yeah which is kind of crazy. That's really sad. Um, it, the one thing that kind of uh, stood out to me was that they made Richie gay. And I'm unsure if they, like, J.K. rolling that or, like, yeah. if that was the plan the whole time. But, like, it was kind of, like, left turn, kind of. So you so you felt it was, like, random? Yeah, because I, I, well, I haven't read the books, but, like, I feel like it didn't, it wasn't there before. Isn't it weird how nowadays, like, reveals like this seem, like, suspicious? Because it's, like, cause, because people are doing it like as a shock as like a yeah Yeah. or a shock factor or as like a a way to gain that audience right or something or like appeal to that audience in some way um and honestly we'll like never know if that was the original plan or not um so yeah and then it's like okay yeah like so i guess it seemed random but then it's like how do you make that not seem random if like it was supposed to be like a secret in the first place kind of thing 
I guess, but it, I don't know. I think if it wasn't, if it was mentioned in the story, like the original book, then it's not random. But like, right, right. Since like this is a, a 2019 adaptation of it, it's, it might be like a random thing. That's yeah. why it's it's kind of it sucks that we have to like, yeah, is it random? But like at the same time, like, who who knew the origin with this? You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was kind of weird. I was very um, off-putted by Stanley's character committing suicide, and then at the end. <laughs> having this like glorified letter of like why he did it and like how it essentially saved the group kind of because he sort of thought he was just like a burden and that if he were to go to um pennywise that it would have ruined the whole group's mission and all that it just felt like um like a weird glorification of suicide which is never okay yeah they like i i don't know how to feel about how they like fleshed out stanley's character in that way like they framed him as like almost this sort of like genius who was like he was like oh yeah i saw the basically the way things were gonna go so i had to take myself off of the board kind of thing yeah so basically they're they all get called back to um to Derry, their like old childhood town and um mike like calls them one by one and is like hey like Pennywise is back. Time to go back and like defeat it, um, and yeah. In the end, it's revealed that after like Stanley's like phone call, he like killed himself, right? Mm-hmm. Like slit his like wrists and just like died in the bathtub. And then in the end, he, they all receive like the suicide note, basically that yeah. is like, "Hey guys, so basically the only way you guys would have been brought together was if." one of us like died and i chose that to be me yeah good job guys <laughs> like i think don't get me wrong i think the letter did conclude the movie well because it's kind of like this love letter to everything that they were and everything and i know that uh stanley did die in the original book and or movie but the way they kind of uh set it up was kind of iffy to me that's like the thing that bothered me yeah, I was like, did you really have to kill yourself so that they could work together? Or mm-hmm. it's like, did you, he like he could have just died by Pennywise? Yeah, you know? like, something natural other than suicide. Yeah, because I like I, I don't know. It's weird that like that had to be the solution. It because um, didn't like I really didn't. kind of not yeah. Um, the story had a lot more comedy than the first one for sure. <laughs> Especially with Bill Hader and everything. I think I laughed a lot more in this movie than I was actually kind of scared. <laughs> I think the laughter was overshadowing the creepiness of the movie. So you're saying it was actually a comedy? <laughs> no, not like that. But, like, <laughs> um, but speaking of like the scare factor of it, I think this one was very um, quick. I think it, it didn't spend its time building up the creepiness and the frightening part of Pennywise or like any of the scares and stuff like that. Yeah, there are some like, scary scenes, but like compared to It Chapter Two, It Chapter Two sort of built it up. It created tension. It like fortified its environment. It like made this like scary environment for each scare I was gonna do. This one was kind of like here it is, <laughs> you know, like here it is. We're good. Yeah, like basically the only scary, truly scary and well built up scene was what you saw in the trailer where Beverly goes back to her childhood home and that old woman lives there um and I I noticed that every other jump scare slash like scary scene involved like a heavy amount of CGI yeah um 
And I don't know if it's just because, like, they had a bigger budget to work with, so they, like, took advantage of it and was like, you know, let's just use, like, a bunch of CGI for, like, these scary, scary scenes. But honestly, like, yeah, it was, like, it felt, like, pretty empty. And um, the first one definitely built up, like, the suspense, or, like, took its time with each, like, suspenseful scene. And this one was, like, scare after scare after scare. Like, a lot. It was, like, a lot, right? Yeah. Can we talk about the scene, though, while we're watching it? Um, <laughs> where, uh, <laughs> where um, I forgot his name. James McAvoy, though, was going through the fun house. <laughs> and he has to go through the bags that are swinging. Bill, he, he gets hit by one of the bags. And Carmela jumps from her seat. <laughs> Knocking my arm off my armrest, making me scared and jump as well. Like she did this like multiple times. It was like the least scary scene in the entire movie that scared me to jump out of my seat. You literally just got hit by something and you jumped so hard. You're jumping a lot too. Yeah, I know. Well, because, okay, first of all, I was just like letting myself be scared because I was like, like yeah, I That's was true. expecting it, but then I was like, oh my god, like you know, I don't know, like what else was I gonna do? Not have fun with it? Um, yeah, I was just so immersed in that that bag, <laughs> the swinging bag scene. I was like, because I I had to go through something like that at some point, like right, another yeah, yeah. fun house. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like deep in like that memory and then you know so bam like he gets a whack and I'm like oh my god. Fun fact: those bags are modeled off of the original it, Pennywise. Um, clown design. So if you look at it and compare it, yeah, it's like the same exact thing. Whoa, fun that's little cool. fact for you. Dang. I'm gonna be hitting y'all with fun facts because <laughs> I looked up like all the Easter eggs, and I love all the Easter eggs. So that's why like I'm like fun facted it up. That's cool. Fun facted it up. Um. So what did you think about Pennywise's death and how they finally defeated this monster? ancient evil has been terrorizing people since the 18th century or something it was super duper melodramatic because <laughs> like i don't know like if you think about it the way that they killed pennywise was bullying him dude yeah and that's like the word like, like like you guys are bullies all the time you can't be nice to you know pennywise they literally talk like shit at him yeah they just talk shit at him and you're a clown you're a clown it's like okay <laughs> And he was kind of like, oh, oh no. He was so he was so cute though with the little arms <laughs> and like little face. Um, but yeah, the bullying part was like, ugh. I think it's very like. <laughs> that was like the lamest. Yeah, I was like I that guess. was like super lame, honestly. Like and like, <laughs> also too, if you think about it, the ritual of Chud was yeah. literally pointless. Like, like if you think about it, seventy five percent of the movie was pointless because the ritual yeah. of Chud did not work. All they had to do was call him a clown. Essentially. This is what we call a MacGuffin. <laughs> you know, that, like, all the, t- like, tokens or whatever, they just, like, chased after him for, like, one by one. The entire movie was just, like, a farce, right? Yeah. But the thing is, though, I did like them going after their artifacts. I did, too. <laughs> like, I think um, it, this is where it gets the story gets kind of jumbled up because, like, yeah, I like the scenes where they went back to their childhood, but it felt like... They're using flashbacks as a device to further the story. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like um, those those Friends episodes we hate where they kind of yeah. go back in time and go back to old episodes. That's what I think about. Like, <laughs> this is pretty much that, but better, I guess. But better. 
it's kind of it's kind of hard not to use the flashbacks for this particular like movie, right? Because they had to still like um, sort of fill in like the gaps like of their childhood, right? Like they literally wrote that in the script because they apparently forgot their entire childhood <laughs> as adults, right? So they were like, yeah. "Okay, we gotta uh, go back and retrieve our memories," Marina. kind of thing. So they were like, "All right, we have to have flashbacks." I was thinking though, like, what if they did have the flashbacks in the first movie and divvy up some of that time in the second movie to sort of like further the characters of the adult versions? I don't know. I was thinking like if. If there's some way to divvy up it chapter two to combine it, it chapter one, just because like since this one felt jumbled up even with its long runtime, I wonder if there's a way to sort of combine that. Are you saying like um, have a part of it chapter two be like a continuation of their childhood, and then like them as adults kind of thing? Like, what if it happened chronologically instead of yeah. like instead them of them, as adults and then flashbacks yeah. and then adults? Because like it felt like. I was watching it chapter one. Like I could just watch this it chapter one, and then it chapter two could have stayed primarily with the adults. You know. Yeah. Um. It was that. I don't know. I like the the flashbacks that were really nice. Um, when they did go back, because um, when Ben went back to the school, like his their sort of connection to the first chapter and his fears and everything was really cool. Because like he sees Beverly and like um. Like, she's like, oh, I wouldn't kiss you. You're so fat. <laughs> and then, like, her hair turns to fire, and, like, she's, like, this demon. And she, like, recites the poem back to him. That part was so sick. Was, like, <laughs> it was, like, actually really funny. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> My heart burns there, too. Um, and then when they go in the... When he goes in the locker and um, Pennywise is there... Oh my god, that's fucking He weird. says, like, the iconic line from the original movie. It's like, kiss me, fat boy! Yeah. And, like, that's what everyone, like, loved about that part in yeah. the original one. They brought it back for this one, which is kind of funny. That's cool. Yeah. Kiss me, fat boy. <laughs> <laughs> also, who does Stephen King think he is? Stan Lee? <laughs> Dude, right? Being in his own movie. I mean, that's basically what's happening because um, there's, like, Stephen King adaptations galore nowadays. Yeah. Um, did you watch Pet Cemetery? Because I didn't. No. Yeah, is he like, in it? I don't know. He could be. I don't know. Um, it's funny, too, because, like, um, the janitor in the school that uh, Ben runs into mm-hmm. so was supposed to be uh, Del Toro. Gamer Del Toro. Oh, but it, he wasn't. Like, there's a bunch of conflict <laughs> with it, so they couldn't do it. And then the first director um, directing um, Bill's movie was also a famous director. Um I don't remember his name, but... <laughs> oh, oh, that was the guy. When he's, like, shooting the attic house? Yeah. And I love the little um, jab at Stephen King of his own, like, movie. Yeah, the bad ending. He's like, yeah, it's bad ending, bad ending. That part was, like, very funny to me, because it's funny that, like, he poked fun at himself. Um, A.K.A. Gerald's Game. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good movie. Dude, that ending sucked. <laughs> okay. All right, we're going off track, going off track. Anyways, um... um I personally thought the dialogue and the script was, like, meh. Especially when you're dealing with, like, multiple A-list actors, you know? Like, they're all, like, really competent and, like, perform above and beyond. But I feel like, like, they did the best they could with, like, the script they had. But it really... And I'm sure this has something to do with, like, the plot, like, writing as well. Like, I didn't... I wasn't as, like, attached to them as adults as I was to, like, the kids. 
I don't know. Even though like the chemistry between the adults was like pretty solid. Yeah, as well. I think the, the cast had a really good uh, chemistry there. But um, I kind of get what you're saying because I, I know you're talking about like how Mike in the first movie was irrelevant, and this one they yeah. kind of used him to be more developed and like sort of use him to bring them back. Yeah, he was like just a like a narrative device, I'd say, just like leading the plot along kind of thing. It's like, what do we do now, Mike? Okay, we're gonna go do this next. Okay, what now, Mike? <laughs> you know, multiple times during the movie, it's just like okay. I think he also was supposed to be like a drug and a, a drunk and a drug addict. Yeah, he he seemed like he had some problems, right? Beyond like because like when he ran towards downstairs when they first he first saw Mike, yeah, he knocks on a bottle, yeah, and like they kind of just did that that one time and yeah. that's it. And they never addressed it, and they were like, and they were. It was weird because they showed, like, every other character's, like, troubles, you know? Like, the troubles they were yeah, dealing yeah. with as adults kind of thing. Like, you know, with Bill with his, like, career and it, maybe his, like, marriage. And then Jessica Chastain with her marriage. Yeah. And then, you know. Yeah, I mean, Bill had his, like, fear or had his guilt that was killing him. Yeah. Jessica Chastain had hit her, like, her um, relationship and growing up in an abusive relationship and sort of them taking advantage of her. You had um, Ben um, flashing back to when his weight was very, like, what? Yeah, it's like insecurities. Exactly. And then they had um, Richie, obviously, who had uh, his... uh, Homosexuality. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. And then um, Richie still kind of... Same thing. Richie's still, like, Jeremy. He still doesn't like that stuff. Eddie, Eddie. Eddie, my bad. Eddie is Jeremy. He still doesn't like that stuff. And then think I don't know I think Mike had it easy because he's like because he's been there and he knows everything he yeah knows, like, like his, he has his totem ready whatever <laughs> I have my totem already yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I don't have to clear things up already what was his he spent like the last twenty seven years like obsessing over um, I guess Pennywise and yeah. I guess that was his issue like he never went like left the town basically um, and I also really didn't like um, Henry Bowers character. He really didn't oh, yeah. need to be in the movie. Like, there is no point for him to be like, in the movie. Okay. Then what did you think about his friend being a zombie and, like, breaking him out of prison and then driving him away? I was like, that's kind of cool, kind of dumb. <laughs> I got really, like... Yeah, you know, like, when the world sets up, like, certain rules for itself and then just, like does whatever it wants yeah, after it's that. Kinda weird, yeah. It's just like, okay, I guess we can just do anything now, right? Um, fun fact, um, in the asylum, in the asylum that um, Henry Bowers is in, mm-hmm. um, the person that gets, the, the guard that was watching the dog videos yeah. that gets killed is actually um, an author, his last name's Kuntz. Kuntz. He's actually like the rival author of Stephen King. That's funny. Yeah, okay. but they they never had like you know like an on like a display of rivalry. It's just like they both were writing horror novels yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah. So it's funny. funny that he used them like to die and to be like in that. <laughs> I like I really like the part of the movie where they are in the cave and they go into like their fears again. Yeah. So like um, Richie and Eddie go back to the doors that were from the first movie. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny that they find the legs from the torso from the first one. Yeah. Like, it's kind of reconnecting that. They had that Pomeranian because they, like, joked about, like, oh, it should be Pomeranian and everything like that. Um, but uh, Beverly's was one of my favorites because, like, it's set that uh, scene is possibly the scene with the most blood in it. 
Oh, they haven't actually like recorded it, but yeah. like the, f- the amount of blood that she was in yeah. might have been the most blood like ever. ever? Used. Yeah, I think in, so. Like cinema? Yeah. Or one no of way. the most, I think. Yeah. Whoa. And it's funny too, because like when people are trying to get into the stall, yeah. the dad, and then like finally Henny Bowers is like, here's Johnny. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like that scene too. Um, and then the kid that, uh, that Bill's trying to save. Yeah. If you took a look at his skateboard, he had like um, the Overlook Hotel pattern on his skateboard. It was like really Whoa, faint. Yeah, that's cool. I yeah. didn't know that. Dude, the way that kid died was like that was probably one of the fewer scary parts of the movie. Um, the funhouse scene, dude. That kid just man. I think I, I closed my eyes for that. I don't even remember what it looked like because like, I was just like I mean I didn't want to see I didn't want to see this child be eaten. I knew he was gonna die and like I was still kind of like scared about it you know. I like mean, I knew I, it was gonna happen. I don't know. I, I had some hope. I was like yo this kid. Dude that part okay another scary part. Okay there are a total of three actually scary <laughs> parts of this movie. Okay um, Under the Bleachers with the Little Girl that shit oh, was pretty man. fucking freaky oh, and sad. That was yeah. super sad damn they did yeah so for this movie they didn't hold back on like actually showing yeah. like children being and murdered. the gore and like everything yeah. they didn't they didn't hold back on this one he bit her face off like straight up i was like <laughs> why i don't know i think the main highlights of this movie really was bill skarsgård and pennywise dude yeah i mean like his acting was it. great like him being pennywise is great um the part where he sees Beverly, like, that part was so tight. And he kind of, like, makes himself Pennywise. He, like, cuts his yeah, face. And, like, he, like, his, like, haunting lines of, like, you didn't change anything yet. Like, that's so crazy. Like, they're all still gonna die? What do you mean by that? Yeah, it's so right? crazy. Um, I think Bill Skarsgård definitely was the highlight of the movie, though. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. Okay, I guess the last thing. Um, what did you think of, like... Pennywise's like origin story kind of thing not oh. really origin story but like what do you think of him being basically like an alien yeah I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> but I think I don't know it really didn't have an orange origin story like he kind of said hey this guy came from sky that's it um but I think in the book and everything um it really gets sci-fi supernaturally yeah um of like it's just a weird origin story that he came from the sky but um with the the book and the original i think the original um there's supposed to be like his nemesis maturin who's like the giant turtle yeah it's he's more of like a observer but he does help out the kids sometimes and there's always easter eggs of of him like in chapter one there's a bunch of easter eggs like when they go on the the river mm-hmm. they accidentally step on a turtle um bill holds a to- uh, turtle toy yeah. and stuff like that with this one I think in the classroom where Ben was at, there's like a turtle statue. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. The origin story wasn't really an origin story. And like, I think, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I don't want to call it lazy or anything, but that's what it feels like. Yeah. It's like, or like, you kind of, you could have made him come from something cool or something, you know, <laughs> I don't know. As opposed to just like, oh yeah, he came from the sky and came to earth and has you know, haunted, like, terrorized people ever 27 years since the 1800s. Yeah, I think, because, I don't know, I think um, since it's based on a clown, you'd expect it to have a backstory of a clown, other than it being... Yeah, like, why is he a clown? Yeah. Why does he like being that 
shape, you know, because he's technically doesn't. His original form is like lights or whatever. Lights, spider, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I did like the rendition of him at like his final form. I like that that he was like this giant spider clown thing. Yeah. Because I know from the original movie he was just a spider, and like that's not really scary necessarily. It's scary, I but mean, like I'm terrified <laughs> of spiders. It's so. scary, but like imagine watching that like he's just a giant spider. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I liked that rendition of the final ending. Um, and I like how they use the death lights as well. Even though that's also kind of sci-fi, I'm glad that they used that original idea of it. Like, if you look yeah. into it, you die. That's where you get sources of powers. Um, but still, it's still, I don't know. The sci-fi part of it is always what, it's like weirding me out. Yeah, it's because he, it's like balancing like two genres, right? Like, it's creepy and sci-fi. It wasn't, like, sci-fi to begin with, and then all of a sudden it became sci-fi, and you're like, wait, hold on, what? You're like, wait, he's from space? Like, wait, what? Yeah, exactly. Like, I um, think, I don't know. I think with, like, The Shining 2, it's supposed to be more sci-fi and supernatural as well. Yeah, especially with the sequel, right? Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep, when yeah. It, gets, like, it seems very sci-fi. Yeah. Which I can almost buy into because it's, like, a whole other... It's almost. It feels like almost a whole new story, just using the same concepts. Um, but with it, chapter two, you were dealing with like I guess the same evil, mm-hmm. you know. But like it manifested into real life, which is something that you should develop with as a foundation. Like not just like he came from the sky and like he has powers. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, it's like, but, like okay. Because like since these like fears manifested, it'd be cool to be more fear based and sci fi based. Yeah, it's like okay, why like why. Like, it doesn't answer a lot of why questions. Yeah. It, it just kind of tells you, like, oh, yeah, this is how it is. Because, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> you need to read Duh, come on. <laughs> read the book, yeah, duh. I also found out that a lot of Stephen King's characters all sort of exist in the same timeline of each of his books. Oh, yeah, like the same, like, universe. Right? Yeah, so what if there was an Avengers of Stephen King characters? Stephen King-verse. <laughs> the world. I think that's what they're trying to do with um, uh, TV uh, on Hulu. They came out with a show called Castle Rock, which is basically full of like Stephen King Easter eggs and like I think the story is actually a mishmash of like a bunch of different stories he's um written and I know there's going to be a second season so I think they're like sort of continuing that experiment um the show itself was really good up until the ending which is actually appropriate now that I'm like talking out loud wait is it by Stephen King Castle Rock yeah it's not by him I I'm think he had a hand in like some writing but um the show itself wasn't like he's like not in it but the story is based on his writing oh so it's not it might not be directly it might not be directly related to him i'm pretty sure it is because it references castle rock is actually it's like a made-up location in his books oh yeah and it references like the town dairy in his show too so I feel like they're trying to plant that seed of a universe and like within that TV show and like maybe it'll like expand. Um, That'd be kind of tight. I'm kind of down for that. So you should you should check it out actually. Yeah, maybe. Um, well, like the second season hasn't come out yet. Because I know Mike's parents are related to Dick Holleran, who is in um, The Shining, oh, and they're supposed to be related and all that stuff. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, and Bill Skarsgård actually 
plays the main antagonist in the show too oh really in castle rock yeah it was like really good up until the last episode it was like devastating (laughs) i was like why do you think that if there was some sort of cinematic universe with stephen king you think it would work out because i mean you have like M. Night Shyamalan's Glass, Unbreakable, Split. Do you think something like what Stephen King's characters and or novels, do you think that could be possible? Honestly, I mean, not to the same degree as like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think there can be a universe. I just don't see how far it could really go because in all his stories, his characters merely reference one another they're not really interacting with each other and like mixing um it's more of just like set pieces of like or just like single like like you know stories that are just set in the same plate like you know timeline timeline but they don't like interact with one another kind of thing it'd be cool though jack nicholson versus pennywise versus pennywise yeah (laughs) what happens if you find out Jack Nicholson actually went crazy because Pennywise was there. <gasps> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> um, another thing I want to talk about is the possibility. It's been floating around like it's not confirmed or anything. But the possibility of having an It Chapter 3. What? What do you think, what do you think about that? <laughs> I mean, right now I think it's unnecessary. <laughs> like, they ended... Like, what would that even be? A prequel? Right? Yeah, I don't know. Because they, they did, like... They, yeah, it could be a prequel. I bet it would be a prequel And there's a lot sure. of material around it that could possibly make a third one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, of course I'll see it, but at this point, um, since the second one wasn't as well-written, I'm going to guess this prequel will not be as well-written. I mean, it could work. I mean, like, Annabelle Creation, that was a dope prequel. You know, I didn't see... It. I only saw the first Annabelle, I think. I watched the second and last one. You didn't watch the first one? No. That's interesting. <laughs> but the like, prequel was pretty dope. Like It was, uh, okay. it was a good movie. And it, it, it didn't necessarily need to exist, but it was still like really good to watch and okay. really scary. You know, I actually have heard that, yeah, from like like a bunch of reviewers. That like... That, the, that the Annabelle creation was actually kind of really good. Yeah. But if they make a chapter three, I think Bill Skarsgård said that he doesn't want to do it. Oh, he doesn't really? need Pennywise anymore. Which is crazy. Because Bill Skarsgård, man, really killed that role. Yeah, he, I mean, he, I don't blame him. Like, he knew how to do the eye roll thing. Like, maybe, that's a natural talent of his. Maybe his eyes hurt. <laughs> I know. That's also true. You know? Made for the role, though. I know. That is... I don't blame him poor guy he's just he's like typecast as a creepy clown person creepy antagonist i don't know he is does look kind of creepy though <laughs> some people are like really attracted to him i mean good i looking dude. mildly see it but then i'm like like good looking dude i can't unsee Pennywise. yeah <laughs> although it chapter two had a lot of flaws i still enjoyed it um i was still entertained i liked watching it um, the possibility of it, chapter three, could work depending how they like, they push it. But um, altogether, it chapter two was an entertaining movie. Um, I watched it twice, so that kind of tells you how I like it. Um, definitely something that you should check out. I think it was entertaining. It wasn't the greatest movie ever, nor was it better than the first one. But I did enjoy it. So I think it chapter two was. It was fun, you know, had a good time, but 
overall it was like did not live up to the first one for sure i think you don't need to see it necessarily but hater <laughs> if you like it's more of like if you just like a continuation from the first one and you have nothing else to do at home go watch it also i would wait for it to come out on stream (laughs) it's like okay anyways it's just too long um but yeah still if you just want to have a good time not really use your brain (laughs) i would see it wow anyways (laughs) this has been watch with sounds take on it chapter two follow us on instagram at watch with sound Listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple. And uh, keep watching, everyone. 